Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. It's Merrill Schindler, and we'll tell you about... We talk about something we often talk about here, which is dealing with pain. Which is dealing with pain. I think dealing with pain is something that people are always intrigued by at any of the seminars that we've done. People I know about dealing with pain because they've tried they've tried everything and they don't want to go for opioids. Or they've tried opioids. We're here with Karen Clark, who has a um well it says here, an inter an in- Integrative, 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 integrative. Thank you. <laughs> Health coach and owner of Mosaic Wellness CBD shop and wellness studio in Valley Village. So I assume you are dealing with pain very often. Yes, that's one of the most requested products in our store is for anxiety, sleep, and pain. And what do you what do you recommend? I come in and um, my knee hurts. Is, so, it, is it cream? Is it tincture? Is it um, is it pills? Is it is it vaping? What is it? It could be a combination of any of those. Um, if it's a local area where it's just one specific area that is chronic pain or even just a minor pain, then we would recommend a topical to start. And if it's somebody who has pain kind of throughout their back and also in their knee and their shoulder then we would probably recommend both a topical for the localized pain and then a pretty high potency tincture to help reduce the inflammation from within to help reduce all the inflammation in the body, which will then hopefully start reducing some of the pain because pain is caused by inflammation. Often people we speak with came to CBD, THC, the world of medical cannabis uh, through experiences of their own. They, they, they need it. I mean, we, we've had more than a few people for whom cancer was the uh, cancer was a problem. They they needed something, and and this worked. I don't know if you saw the movie Weed the People. I sure did. Yeah, and I mean, it's you know, it's it's inspiring. It's inspiring. We've had a few people from it on yep. the, on the show. Um, did you come from a personal experience? I, I did. I, I entered this space, I entered the cannabis space about nine years ago when my best friend was diagnosed with cancer. And her oncologist at that time looked at her and said, go find weed and start smoking it. And we were like, what? What does that mean? Because we're both sober and smoking weed was not an option. So we had to really kind of wrap our head around what that meant and what did that look like in terms of sobriety versus cancer treatment versus dying and kind of we like she weighed the odds for herself of die use cannabis I think she chose cannabis I mean I don't think I know she did Um, so we went on this journey to go figure out what that meant what that looked like what to use and 10 years ago in the cannabis industry that was like dog years of 90 years ago in terms of what was available, whether things were packaged properly, whether the potency was correct, what we were even looking at was something that she could eat or smoke. Um, So she, you know, she was given a diagnosis, a prognosis of three years, excuse me, three months, and she lived for two and a half years. And, you know, the people who rallied around her, we truly believe that 
the result of her being able to have that extended period of time that actually was a pretty decent quality of life was due to the fact that she could eat. She had a lot of pain mitigation using cannabis. Um, the nausea that she experienced from some of the choices that she had for chemo and radiation were seriously reduced from the use of cannabis. Um, and she smoked it and she ate it, which is what she found to be the best. And she really used it medicinally and not just to get stoned and like get high. She actually didn't like that feeling. Um, so that brought me on a journey of, oh my gosh, this isn't a drug. This isn't something to be afraid of. This is actually medicine. And I had no idea that cannabis was medicine before then. You know, you, you've meandered into, or you've taken us into an interesting area that we've never been in before, which is I, along with a, a sundry of friends, I've been to a lot of AA meetings. I've been, I've been to a lot of um, uh, rehab centers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's often drinking. Um, often it's it's it, these days it's opioids, um, it's Vicodin, it's 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 Percocet, it's what have you, um, or all of the above, or, or all, of all those. the above, and or yet, meth, during, during or the, heroin, <laughs> yes, thank you, fentanyl, <laughs> cocaine. Uh, but uh, during the breaks from, you know, at, at at an AA meeting, everyone's outside smoking, everyone's busy, you know, getting a sugar high from all the the cakes there. Um, people are sucking down coffee to get some some caffeine. So definitely there is a, a drug use. I've never really thought about whether THC and CBD fall closer to smoking a cigarette or closer to um, using a drug in terms of, of the, the sober community. What, what, what do you understand there? So there's a lot of controversy in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and in the sober community and at rehabs for the use of, specifically the use of cannabis. And I understand that one a little bit more than the use of CBD. CBD is non-intoxicating. There's nothing in it that's going to get you stoned or high. There's nothing mind-altering about that. And the premise behind Alcoholics Anonymous from my 31 years of being in that program Mm -hmm is that you don't use anything from the neck up that's gonna affect you from the neck up. Well, over the course of my years of being sober, you know, I've had to use pain meds through surgeries, um, you know, not voluntary, not voluntary, not voluntary surgeries, but, you know, just life happens and, you know, in 31 years, shit happens. So, but for me, opioids make me violently sick the minute I put them in my body. So using a pain med after a surgical procedure is not even an option for me. Um, It is for a lot of people and that's great. Um, But I also know a lot of people that claim that if you use anything in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, then you're not sober. And I don't believe in that philosophy to start with. I never have. Um, and, And I have learned over the last 10 years of being in the cannabis industry and seeing what this has done for people like the people who were documented in the film Weed the People and many others that this is this this plant is a medicine that is to be honored it is to be used intentionally and it is to be used with a purpose not to just go get stoned and for those people who choose to do that good for them no judgment whatsoever but for people who are trying to do right by their own personal sobriety, if they choose to use cannabis instead of 
or a CBD instead of an opioid, I think that's a much better route. There's no, there's no addiction part of it. The side effects aren't um, massive cement-like constipation. <laughs> I mean, so if you have to use opioids, oh, here, you have to take this other pharmaceutical <laughs> drug so that you can use the restroom. I mean, right there, that's enough for me to say, no, thanks. You know, especially after having a baby or surgery. Right. You know, it's like, that's the last thing you want to do. But, you know, the withdrawal from that stuff, the withdrawal from that is is physically painful and problematic for a lot of people who don't want to be on those drugs. You know, just me coming down off of any, any, any anesthesia, you know, I've already told my husband and my family, just leave the house. I know what day that's going to happen and leave the house and don't talk to me because Things are going to be bad. <laughs> Before the show started, we were talking about joint replacement. And when I had my knee replaced, they gave me a nice big bottle of Norco. I took exactly one. I threw out the rest. And even from that one, yeah, I was I was constipated for a week from one damn pill. If I had taken the, the all 30 or so, five years later, I still would be constipated. <laughs> it was, and the overprescription is crazy. My sister had her hip replaced. They were a bottle of 100 Percocets. 100 for a hip replacement? Right. I just had my hip replaced three and a half weeks ago, and I took exactly one Norco the day after my surgery. Violently threw up for the next two hours. Didn't take any more of those, and I used some very high-potency CBD cream on my affected area and Tylenol. But I have to get back for a second to to our, our, our point about sobriety. And everyone's smoking there. Isn't nicotine more addictive by far than than THC? From what I've learned, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, And from also what I've learned and studied is that THC and CBD are being used with great success in getting addicts off of a lot of the drugs that are problematic for drug addicts. Um, the opioid epidemic, the, you know, and people are going from opioids to heroin because they can't buy, they can't afford the prescriptions or they can't get the prescriptions anymore because their doctors won't give them any more refills. So then they go and they buy street heroin, which is uh, not a good idea. And then there's also meth addicts that are having difficulty getting off of the methamphetamines as well as just street meth and smoking crack and doing all of the drugs that are out there. And in the rehabs, um, there's quite a few of them that are using cannabis to get people off of these other drugs in order for them to then be weaned off of the THC and back down to CBD. And what they're finding is that that is a great success as opposed to using um, Suboxone or some of the other um, methadone for heroin addicts that because those are just more pharmaceutical drugs that you then have to then wean off of, which is just the same as weaning off of heroin or methamphetamines. At, um, at your store, at, at Mosaic Wellness, uh, you deal with, uh, it says here, gut disorders, which is not something we've encountered. What sort of gut disorders? So... And personally, I'm an integrative health coach, so I'm a certified health coach, um, which just means that I've gone to school to learn a lot about what it is to help people get back into a lifestyle of health and wellness. And a lot of my personal clients that I see are all dealing with gut problems. 
and it's not necessarily from drug addiction or anything else other than our food supply, stress, and just what we do to well, ourselves. What's with like leaky gut? Is that what? It's like for? leaky gut, like IBS. I had someone like tell me I had Crohn's a leaky gut. Disease. What's a leaky gut? What is that? Leaky gut is when your is when your intestines have and they've been in they've been perforated perforated by the foods that are that we're eating or the chemicals that we're eating in our food supply and the toxins are then leaking out of our intestinal walls and that the proteins from those get into our bloodstream instead of staying in our intestines and cause massive inflammation pain that is like 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 that's where fibromyalgia is thought to to come from from all the inflammation from all of that it's it's very very problematic and you present with with symptoms of diarrhea or constipation or bloating gas you know just chronic pain in your gut and i experienced a lot of that thinking i was eating a really healthy diet and it was all from eating grains that were sprayed with the chemical glyphosate you mean, Which you is mean, another whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, mean, you mean bloating and gas and all that is not normal? I thought that was how life was. Google <laughs> leaky gut later today and you'll come up with like a whole yeah, there's, treasure trove of information. It's oh. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, Someone so, looked so, at my tongue and told me my gut was leaky. They didn't even look at my gut. Oh. Yeah. So, so we deal with people who are walking to the door that have all kinds of different things that they want to talk to us about. And everybody at my store is some type of certified healer of some sort. Um, we have an ex-drug and alcohol counselor. We have um, Reiki masters. We have yoga masters. I'm a certified health coach, certified cannabis coach myself. And we do not claim to be doctors. We do not give out medical advice. But we have people who come in that, you know, that wake up on the ceiling every single morning with anxiety and just cannot deal with today's today's world. They just... They, they don't meditate, they don't find peace, they're just filled with anxiety. Or we have people who are coming in with chronic pain and people coming in that just cannot sleep. They're insomnia or they wake up every two hours, can't get back to sleep. And it's all due to stress, worry, anxiety, inflammation. Watching the news. Um, <laughs> um, you all just described my mother. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really sad. I, I find it really sad. But the, the good news is that we've had people come back in and they say, you know, I wasn't sure if this tincture was working until I ran out. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so interesting. Seven days, 10 days after they've run out, they're back in the store and they're like, wow, did I feel the difference? Wow. And that's one of the things that we say to our customers often is that when you're using a cannabis product, because in our store, we're, we're not a dispensary. We do not sell anything with more than 0.3% THC. Everything is either zero or less than 0.3% THC, which is the legal limit of hemp. Um, but with people who are coming into the store, um, if they're a new customer and they don't understand what to expect with using a tincture or a topical, we let them know that with cannabis, you immediately feel high. You can feel what you're ingesting. With CBD, it's what you don't feel. Right. So 10 to 15 minutes after you use your tincture or your topical, check in with your body and look and see, you know, and, and just scan yourself. And is your back pain a little bit less? 
you know, have you climbed halfway down off the ceiling? Are you like mid mid floating through the air instead of just, you know, still on the ceiling? And a lot of the customers respond really well to that. You know, they, from, they understand that what they don't feel. From what you're describing, though, where if they stop, they, they notice the difference. If not addiction, isn't that a dependence? You know, that's a very good question. And the way I refer back to that is, is that your body is going back into balance with the endocannabinoid system. <clears throat> we all have a system in our bodies called the endocannabinoid system, the ECS. And when our bodies are out of balance with the endocannabinoid system, that means that our own endogenous cannabinoids are not being produced, which are 2-AG, which is um, responsible for inflammatory markers and anandamide, which means bliss in Latin. So if we don't have enough of the bliss cannabinoids being produced, then we're depressed, then we're anxious, then we are, you know, kind of low level, you know, unhappy. If we don't have enough of 2-AG being produced, then our body becomes inflamed. So when we use cannabinoids as medicine and we put those back into our body, our bodies go back into balance. And if someone wants to call that altered or a dependence, yeah. I'd rather be dependent on something that's putting my body back into balance and back into homeostasis and having the having the anandamide being reproduced and having my inflammation markers go down than coffee. As has been said to us here on the show, um, CBD is a lifestyle choice. So it's something that you commit to taking pretty much every day. Right, it, I look at it as a supplement. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. like a vitamin. As a daily supplement, yeah. right. Like I take vitamin D, I take maca, I yeah. take other daily supplements and I use CBD with CBG in it every single day. Yeah, I mean, I get my supplements at, at Trader Joe and Costco and I wish they were carrying some CBDs and I think pretty soon they, they will. will because You'll see it if, if I'm seeing it at, um, at, as I showed you the other day, at Bristol Farms and at CVS, it can't be far away from very large bottles at Costco. So to talk about that, if you go into any of those stores and you ask any one of the salespeople a question about those products in yeah. those locked cases, yeah. I've done this in yeah. all Vaughn's right up the street right. yes. in a locked cabinet at the checkout. Not one of the cash register people knew anything about it. Yeah, Actually, they can't help the you. Store. They can't help you. They can't talk to you about it. Yeah. And it's interesting to me is what products they've selected to carry in their store versus what like some of the products you carry. So how do they differentiate? Why are they picking those? I don't know. I, I carry know some of those products in the store. Okay. And I also carry more small, crafted, you know, um, third party lab tested. Like I won't bring anything in the store without a third party lab test. I don't care what you've done in your store or in your manufacturing facility to lab test these, these products. I want third party and then I will send them to a lab myself, just pull products off the shelf and send them to a lab. You know, not to be too snippy, but if you ask the people at the supermarket if that the stuff in that long package um, that are white and sort of oval, if those are eggs, they'll look at you with befuddlement. So, you know, <laughs> the fact that they don't know, well, I've you know what's, in a, what's in the CBD case does not come as a surprise. Well, it, it doesn't come as a surprise, but for someone who doesn't know how to use that or yeah. what it's to be used for or how to use it, then 
maybe they should come, you know, a couple blocks down Laurel Canyon onto Riverside and walk into our store yeah. and you can get some information maybe about it. Maybe selling it at the vending machine <laughs> is not the best idea yet. Right. I was really impressed with your store with all the um, people you have in there who are so knowledgeable. I went to your grand opening a few months back and I was just really impressed. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. And, and you know, we have we have we have free community outreach um, that we'll go in and, and we'll go talk to an employer talk to them about what intoxicated means what that looks like we'll go in and talk to them about um you know bringing yoga into their to their space or having their customers their employees come into the store and do yoga you know we have a whole wellness studio behind the shop because we're we're not just interested in take a pill to fix an ill there's so many more things that we have to do in our life than just take cbd every single day and feel better you know you have to move your body you have to stretch you have to meditate and I say you have to because I see what happens to people who don't. And I also see what happens to the people who do. And I truly believe that as a society, we are missing out on a whole lifestyle of medicine that is free, that is profound, and works. Now, you and also, that's yoga. You, you also said that you deal with, um, with sleep disorders which brings me to the question that I was, I was going to ask somebody a few months ago. I never got around to. Uh, I, I, I tend to take some CBD, THC before, you know, usually the little mints. I like the little mints right. before I go to sleep. I'm convinced they give me very strange dreams. Have you encountered an effect on your dream states from cannabis? So I only use um, a microdose amount of cannabis um, because... I know that in order for our endocannabinoid system to be activated, you have to have a small amount of THC throughout the day or right. just once a day. Um, and, and that can be one milligram of THC or it can be two and a half milligrams. You know, anything under five milligrams is considered a microdose. Which is what I'm taking. Right. Yeah. Um, whether that has an effect on your dreams is very individual. I personally very rarely remember my dreams. And even if I use a, a small amount of THC in order to go to sleep, I still don't remember my dreams. Okay. That hasn't changed my mind. I, I at don't all, necessarily remember them. But I've but heard I'm, that from other I'm people. I'm aware that I just had the weirdest dream and then I'll fall back asleep and I'll, I'm aware that I've had even a weirder dream. And they come from parts of my brain that I cannot at all understand you know where did that person from my childhood suddenly pop up in a dream and was it activated by the cbd thc did the cannabis bring him back from some dim corridor in which some some stephen king do you want to ask which friend this was you know it, it might be it might be that cbd excuse me thc does help reduce inhibitions so maybe subconsciously that might have something to do with it, but I'm not a doctor and I'm not a dream expert. So I can only just go off of what I know to be a fact with cannabis. Do you deal with, with vaping products at all? We have some vape products. And what are your thoughts? I personally don't vape. I, I never really have. Um, I I would rather, if I'm going to smoke, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke CBD flour and I'll just use it as... Um, as a pre-roll or put yep. it in a a different vaping device that you use dry flour and it turns it to vapor as opposed to having it be an oil that you in, 
ingest into your lungs. I was fascinated by that actually when I came into the store. She has uh, flour that's only CBD. Mm-hmm. So oh. it looks just like, you know, okay. the plant. It looks just like weed, smells yeah. just like cannabis. Yeah. And, and it's, it's truly remarkable to smoke CBD flour, not get high, wow. but just get some of the relaxation wow. and pain relief. Oh. And how do you recommend smoking it? Just curious. Um, in a pre-roll, okay. I think that's um, I think that's the easiest. Or you can use a dry flour vaporizer. Um, there's quite a few of them on the market, and they, they work really one. well. Pax has one. There's quite a few of them. I I, I use... had to teach my dad how to use it this summer. He's like, I don't know what this is, and we watched some videos on YouTube. Yeah, this was a a, a Pax dry vape. flour vapor. Yeah, yeah. What, right. I mean, does it look like a, like a hash pipe? No, it looks no. like a Pax. Okay. Vapor pen, but a little bit bigger. Yeah. It has like, you grind it up, you put the flour in, you pack it down. It was a okay. whole process. It was a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. <laughs> you know, I had to, for me, smoking CBD flour, the, the biggest thing I had to overcome was the behavior of that. Like that's, looks like, looks like, smells like, sounds like I'm smoking weed. And I, you know, my, at that time, probably 25 years of sobriety, I was like, wow, okay, I'm sitting here smoking weed and, and it's. But I what? I, yes, I was smoking flour. I was smoking hemp flowers, but I was not smoking cannabis and getting high. Now I have a question. Can you look at? And I don't know the answer. A cannabis plant and a hemp plant, and tell the difference. Like if someone put them in front, would you know it? I wouldn't personally. But, but there are people who can tell. I guess I, I'm sure there are. Botanist. But a dried flower, a dried hemp flower bud, and a dried exactly cannabis like. flower bud, they look very similar. Yeah, There's. Yeah. I was wondering what the characteristics are that make them different. I don't know. Yeah, we'll no, there's trichomes on them. There's yeah, flavonoids. Yeah, there's all, same old, same thing, and they smell delicious. It's like those um, those Japanese peppers, uh, shishitos, <laughs> where no, truly, where some are incredibly spicy, most aren't. I've asked people who sell them at the farmers market, can you tell? And they say, no, we have no idea. Right. It always comes to you. You've got you've got twenty on your plate. And two of them are going to burn your throat, and the rest won't. How does this happen? How do they know? Uh, well, as far as I know, the only way to test all that is through a lab test or a microscope. I'm sure there's characteristics too. No, I'm sure, but I don't. I don't know anything mm. about that. But I also, I also know that getting as close to the plant as you can possibly get is always the best medicine. It's like the Pure. the purest way to ingest. Um, that particular medicine, you know, hemp or CBD flower, um, because it's got everything like, like you were just talking about, Joanna, it has the flavonoids, it has the terpenes, it has the CBD, it has CBDA, it has all of the plant matter in it, as opposed to stripping out just the CBD. You know, one of the ways that we- Manufactured product. Right, a manufactured product. One of the ways we describe the difference between a full spectrum product or the cannabis flower, excuse me, hemp flower, as opposed to a CBD only tincture that's an isolate is if you're making a cake, you have all these different ingredients. And if you put them all together and you bake that cake and you put the frosting on it, you've got a beautiful cake that's going to taste delicious. But you can pull out the eggs and cook those eggs all by themselves and you'll have a delicious egg dish, which is nutritious and good for you if you like eggs and it'll taste good that's cbd isolate so cbd isolate can be just as great for one person as the full spectrum plant can be for another 
And because again, all these people at the local dis- store, CVS, won't give you any of this information. And don't know any of this information. And they don't care particularly. Right, right. Just, so uh, if they're selling a full spectrum product at one of the CVS places, which I do believe that they are, if a fireman walks in and takes that full spectrum product and gets drug tested three days later, he's testing positive or she's testing positive mm-hmm. for THC. And if a fireman, like we ask, do you get drug tested at work? First thing we ask. Because if they do, then we don't put them to a full spectrum product because the the likelihood of them getting drug tested and testing positive for THC is 100%. Yeah. We're here in Los Angeles and the number of coffee places that'll put some CBD in your, um, in your cappuccino, there are plenty of them. Number of ice cream places that'll put CBD in your, um, in your Rocky Road, they're, they're out there. What do you see in the rest of the country? I mean, is this going to become a standard way of life or are we little islands of, of sanity out there? What do you mean? Which, which are we the island of insanity? Uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> Depends how you look at it. Are, are places that, the, 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 the handful of places, I mean, it's, a, it's a couple of handfuls of places now that recognize the value of CBD. Um, you know, will this become a, a countrywide thing? You're you're deep in the industry. You should have I, a sense. I truly believe that it is. Oh, yes. I I had someone call me from Minneapolis, Minnesota, the other day. They are sitting there. They happen to own the best piece of land in town, according to her, and she wants to build her store there. And I was, she wanted to get some information on how to do it. Is what it I legal? There, it's, it's becoming. Can't believe, okay. But she was going to do CBD, I think, only. But it was just fascinating. There's, it's everywhere, right? Um, and there's a big difference between what I call gas station CBD and CBD <laughs> that is actually a medicinal benefit to you. You know, there's gummies that are just sprayed with CBD isolate and those, I don't know if you guys have tried those, but they're pretty awful. It tastes like you're, it looks like somebody spilled gasoline on them because yeah. that's what it kind of tastes like. They're, they're not very, very um, tasty. And, and on top of that, my teeth, if I eat a gummy, um, I'll be spending the rest of the day trying to get the damn thing out from between my teeth. Right. So, but the know. other thing is, you know, when you add, when you are eating a product that's just filled with sugar and and other chemicals, like a, like a gummy that's just sprayed with CBD isolate, there's really no medicinal value to right. you. And, and the, 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 the product getting into your body through your digestive system is going to probably be eliminated before it's even going to make you feel better. Yeah. So the bottom line is use use find, good quality find products. Places like Mosaic Wellness. Find people like Karen Clark who are knowledgeable and who you can rely on. Of of which there are not nearly enough. You're about to ask something. I wanted to go back to your um, deficiencies in the uh, endocannabinoid system that you were discussing. How does one repair that if they know they're in need, like? Are there different products based on where you see the deficiencies? So there, there's there's some, you know how they have the Ancestry 23 or 23andMe? Yes. Yeah. We, we've been tested on on the- um, We uh, did Len May's and, and, and Endocana Health. Okay, you guys did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so did you do the, your own exam? Yep. So did you find out where you were deficient? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We you have did? our reports. We can pull them up. Yeah, so, okay. so that's actually something that is, I think, really useful and a value to people who are looking to find and use cannabis or CBD, you know, hemp products as a tool for health. Because then it'll tell you exactly what you need. Do you need more THCV? Do you need THC? 
Um, do you need heavier CBD, lower THC, or vice versa? I think that's really important. But it's also very individual. So what works for me in my failing system, even if your system is failing exactly the same way, your body's going to respond differently. To me, I respond very negatively to too much THC. You know, I've, I've accidentally had, you know, a product that said it was five milligrams, cut it in half, thought I was having two and a half. And two hours later, I'm like, oh my goodness, this was not two and a half milligrams. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, going into the spice cabinet, grabbing some black peppercorns, crunching <laughs> down on them because I know that that will stop a cannabis high in its tracks. Really? It's pretty gross. Black peppercorns? Black peppercorns. Now, is that specific to you or for anybody? That's anybody. Okay, because we've heard CBD is the antidote. Only for some people. Okay. So wow. that works only for some people. And the only thing that What are the do, other options? Black peppercorn? Black peppercorns. And there's also a product called Undo. Okay. Yep. Um, and but black peppercorns, the terpenes in there stop your your EC1 and EC2 receptors from receiving any more THC. So it just stops that from happening. As opposed to CBD, just stops, kind of reduces the negative side effects of THC, which could be anxiety or paranoia. Whereas it doesn't actually stop the high. Yeah. And black peppercorns stop the high. I wish I had known that a few months ago. We talked about no, <laughs> they are. Talked, keep them on standby about how for you, I looked at the, at the label. I thought it said 2.5. It said 25. Oh my, that was bad. Um, about, about an hour later, I was seeing things all over the room. It was like, okay, I cannot. Now I see Meryl. I can, I can, I can, I'll just lie here and you know, the world is safe. If I'm in my bed, I've got my pillow, my blankie. My, <laughs> Never my, go to the hospital. My doggie's here. Um, my right. doggie's at my feet. I'll be okay, you know, in a and couple And just go of, to sleep. I'll be okay in the morning. If I go to sleep and the dreams that night probably could have gotten me jailed. <laughs> they were pretty yes. terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, you're a wonder, Karen Clark. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all this. Um you're welcome. You're, you're someone who's deep into, well, we're into here on the show, which is cannabis and health. We're not a stoner show. Right. We're a health show. And it's done wonderful things, you know, with my my, my inexplicable bullish pemphigoid. It did wonderful things. It, it changed my world. It changed the world of many, many folks. Your store is Mosaic Wellness here in lovely Valley Village, which is... Um, in some ways, Studio City, in some ways not. It depends who's talking <laughs> and what you want to call it, apparently, in L.A. Yeah, the post office calls it Valley Village. It used to be Studio City. I'll see you at the store. Thank you. It's Meryl Schindler. Thank you. Karen Clark, Joanna Belson, and Phil Grande. Thank you all. Catch you next time. Hi in the Hog. It's your one place to find information about medical cannabis, about the stuff that's really the talk of the world. Find us on iTunes, find us on Amazon, find us on the internet. High in the Hog, the podcast.com. That's High in the Hog, the podcast.com. Tell a friend.